Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Email us on 4CPodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast.com network. Today's guest describes herself as a financially literate millennial. She is a PhD grad student at Cornell University and her research focuses on economic business history. Huh? Hmm. <laughs> exactly. What? Hmm. She is studying the development of America's domestic and international tourism industries, including hmm. the experiences, accommodations, and promotion of commercial travel for recreation. Hmm. That includes, and, that's me. And there's more. I just got tired of reading all the rest. <laughs> And she's gorgeous. Here is the real Greek freak. It's Jen Bagakis. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Thank you. Thanks Clearly for coming someone in. did a deep dive on academia.edu. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, I, try, I try and do something for our guests, you know. Yeah. All right, let's do Four Corners. Let's talk about Jen. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, first of all, we have a friend, Peter Voris, who's Greek, and he's probably listening. He listens to all these shows. Oh, great. And he'll probably kill himself at this point. We probably know each other or we're related somehow. Maybe. He, uh, he has a place called Fresco's I just ate. Amazing. Yeah, up in Connecticut. Amazing. Is it amazing? Amazing Greek food. Best I've ever had. Oh, okay. A Greek owns a restaurant? I what? know. Isn't that weird? Shocking. <laughs> he went back to his roots. And his father was a dentist. How did that happen? Yeah. Jeez. Right. He hit them all. Well, Jen and I met on The Hole, which is the flagship show on this network um, okay. Rob Sprance who's going to be here in a couple of weeks okay um, now you always knew you were super smart yeah she's very smart Neil so you might have to leave during this yeah discussion. no I'm just going to try to hang in there I'm going to get cliff notes out <laughs> Neil has a running joke that uh, he got an 800 on his SAT and that, that was a good score in Texas <laughs> so um, you're originally from California yes um, and so you're the combination I think you talked to this on the talked about this before Greek immigrant and a surfer girl got together somehow <laughs> and made you. Yeah, so um, my dad is is Greek, um, hence the last name. Although I always call it a user-friendly Greek last name. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> okay. Um, but he's from Istanbul, Turkey, um, which you know used to be Constantinople. So there's a lot of Greeks that live right. there. And he came to California in 65, uh, right when the immigration law changed. Because they had quotas on countries, um, particularly the Middle East. And um, when that was lifted, he was able to come on a student visa. Uh, he was 17, and he came by himself, um, eventually brought over the rest of his family. Um, but he met my mom when – so she was studying at USC at the time, um, and he was working, like, three jobs. He already had, like, a, a burger place in, like, South Central. Right. And, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, I always say that uh, – 
my mom was my mom dumped him a couple times, but eventually, <laughs> eventually wore it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's just how like you got to do it. I know it sounds like <laughs> Peter's that your strategy. Life. Yeah. That was Peter's life. Peter Vorsky's yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So the Greece just weigh you down. And now, have you gone back to Greece and you've gone back to the homeland? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I used to be able to spend more time there. Um, now obviously being an adult and working, it's just you know it's hard to make vacation time. But um, but yeah, I've been to Greece and Turkey. Um. Uh, Turkey's a lovely city. Uh, I mean, country. Istanbul's a lovely city. It's really cosmopolitan, and it kind of breaks my heart in a lot of ways that it's not as safe as it used to be. Um, but that being said, I still always, you know, I always recommend. Were you just it. there? Yeah, you know, I want to go there. Just oh. it, it's like I can't. I I don't. I feel like it's safe to visit, right? But everyone's yeah. so freaked out by it. Like it's, to travel it's there. It's safe. It's just so like you, you'll be fine. But like, okay. so I, two years ago. <laughs> that that helps me out. <laughs> you mean I'm not going to die there? Yeah. <laughs> you won't. Just don't try to smuggle hash into the country. Damn it. That's Damn a so, Midnight Express, one of my favorite movies. Deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was there. Uh, my sister got married in Mykonos two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. The Greek island. What a okay. garbage wedding that yeah. is. Huh? It was, yeah. Everybody's in bikinis. What? I know. It was so petite bourgeois. But. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we went to Turkey afterwards, um, and I visited Izmir, which is um, right like the the island um, of Hios is right there. It's literally like ten miles across. You can see it um, oh, wow. clear as day. But it's really interesting because like if you're in Hios, and then you take a boat over to Izmir, you know me, I look very American. I mm-hmm. kind of stick out like a sore thumb because I'm very blonde, and I went from Greece to feeling very comfortable could walk around the town all by myself to getting over to Izmir and I was immediately uncomfortable and changed my outfit too because <laughs> I just I mean it was like hot so of course I'm wearing like a sundress but it was that oh that really stood out there it really no stood out yeah and it was <laughs> so it was just looks that I was not really appreciating so um but my dad <laughs> speaks uh Turkish fluently which is nice um Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And you do too? You speak? No, Greek, uh, oh, but but not Turkish. Um, I mean, I, I know, I can understand a bit of it, but it's... it's. Not. Oh, so when you go to Greece, you're just, you're speaking... Well, I always say that I speak street Greek in the sense that Greek is a very large language and uh, I can get around, but the oh, cool. first, first week there, I feel like my brain is on a slow treadmill. Oh, but wow. then it catches <laughs> okay. up, so... All right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so now you're stu- you're still studying. Uh, up in well, you're y- teaching you're yeah, a professor so, <laughs> so we have to call you professor um although some of my students have which i always appreciated that but no not technically I'm we can so call you professor yeah. professor yeah. bagakis is here neil. okay professor like neil professor. never yeah, yeah yeah yeah. neil never had a professor can you give me like an honor honorary degree of some <laughs> kind? i always want one of those i feel like you have to be really famous and then you just get the good degrees yeah i don't know you know they pulled like bill cosby's degree Oh yeah, they yeah, pulled that. Out. But he oh, got no. one. He got, he got like one. a bunch yeah. of them. He got a bunch of them. It's if like, you yeah. get a sitcom, you get bunches of degrees. Yeah, from anywhere. That's the one thing I could do. Whatever I could murder someone, I still got my bachelor's. Yeah, you degree. still. He still yeah. can hang it on the prison wall. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Can they revoke it? Because it says like all the rights and privileges of the baccalaureate. So maybe I don't a know. murder. They just can. Kept it. I've yeah. never heard of anybody's degree being. <laughs> well, th- yeah. I don't then know. I want my money back. Can I get my money? So what are you teaching then? Um, yeah, so, well, the way the PhD is structured is when you first start it, you do take classes. The first year right. is like boot camp. It's just inundating you with how much can you read? How much can right. you, how alone can you be in a cubicle <laughs> just annotating books? Um, You've got to love to read then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, I'm I, out. 
<laughs> but you know, I'm actually dyslexic, so I um, oh I kind of had to coach myself as a kid to, to to cope with it, and I ended up becoming a speed reader as a product of oh, that. Oh wow! So you know, it's it's a nice thing. I mean, definitely when my stress, you know, really clamps. Wait, what does down. that mean? Like you can just whip through it's a. Just- 300 page yeah. book in like a couple hours like that that yeah, fast like like a day yeah this is the book neil's Shit. working on we have it right there it's five monkeys dancing on a bed or something like jump oh, out yeah that's a yeah. speed read i can speed wait how do you learn the speed read um like it just well, what does that mean like, well, so, like you just brat you can just yeah. no i remember when we were in school because i'm Woods. older than everybody you have that little black the little thing it goes whoosh, whoosh, right across oh, and, and yeah. it did the words and it was right like, right this didn't work for me it was too fast. Well, that's why you Is that how you learn to speed? Wait, 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 wait. That's, With that that's machine? One way to do there's, it, there's a machine. The people don't know. There was a machine that would help you read, and it would every line would go one at a time. It was time. awful. But wait, you're supposed to do that until you could speed. It slowly speeds up. No, it's the same problem I had when I did a commercial, and I had to use the, the teleprompter, remember? The, the uh, yeah. thing. They so almost they, fired me from that job. Because right. I was like, the guy run it was running the words through uh-huh. teleprompter so fast. I'm like, what is going on? You were like, I and, love Lucy. Yes, yeah, so that yeah, then exactly I just started right. I just started improv and then they really blew up. They're <laughs> yeah. like, Can you say any of these lines? I'm like, I can't read them, it's too fast. <laughs> you just start like doing yeah, a, yeah. like a child. <laughs> no, I just it was awful. Wait, so how do you how do you so you're just by yourself just gonna I'm gonna learn to speed read because I have this like Yeah, so actually it was a situation where like my my grades were kind of suffering and nobody really knew why and um and then it was flag that I had dyslexia but um my mom bless her heart she's like was very adamant about finding ways to cope with it as opposed to because you can get medicated for it but you know when you're a kid and you start getting medicated at an early age that can really right, affect terrible. yeah right. brain development yeah. so my mom she was a psychologist and and she was like you know what no I'm just gonna coach you like every morning I would just get up really early before school and just have to read out loud to her and like I did what that. do you see like reverse letters and yeah stuff? reverse letters definitely like the the lines will flip so mm. i what i do is i keep like three fingers on the lines that i'm reading and always look for tent poles like the subject object of the sentence and the verbs and and then from there you can kind of train your eyes to look for those things and oh wow yeah so maybe it, i'm dyslexic <laughs> Jeez. maybe you're just dumb but <laughs> is it close? <laughs> Shit. Wait, so so when you speed read though, are you in ruining the enjoyment of the book? Cuz I always feel like you're supposed to like take Soak a page in, in yeah. and, well, and then sit back on the and then take another and then but then I just give up on the book. So or do you get the same enjoyment of just blowing through a book? Yeah, sometimes um sometimes if I'm reading cuz I mean obviously I read history so it's all nonfiction, but mm. um sometimes when I'm reading a story in history, particularly something that I've never seen before i actually get like more enjoyment like speed reading through it because i'm like i'm just like anticipating like the next thing that's going to come and it's it's really fun but that being said you know a lot of this i do because it's work related but i will go back and flag a book and then just like leisurely read it like my favorite book is the history of life insurance and oh, shit, I've never heard that one before. It's called oh my Freaks gosh. of Fortune. History of Are they life making insurance. a movie out of it? Because I'll never go see it. It is riveting. It is riveting stuff. It's all about risk in the emerging world of American capitalism. Man, we'll have to. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go back. Well, before we go to that, we can, we'll, we'll have to have her back on life insurance. So just go yes. back to what <laughs> that just blew us a, out of the water. I have a brief anecdote about the history of life insurance book. One time I was on a plane and um, I there was a. a guy walking over he was clearly checking me out and 
his seat was next to mine. So I'm sitting there reading, and I do this thing with books where I put a smaller book inside a book to bookmark the book, and then I switch reading. So, okay. Um, and the book that was bookmarking the history of life insurance was the placement of leather factories in the emerging German <laughs> nation. Oh, I have that one. It's on the <laughs> yeah. Right there, Hold right? on. So one of one, one the my, one of my favorite. <laughs> it was all about uh, economic agglomeration, okay. and uh, <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> so he sits down next to me and he does the obligatory uh, lead in to starting conversation with me. So what are you reading? And I'm so excited about it. So I turn to him like all wide eyed, <laughs> and I'm like. The history of life insurance and this book, it's about leather factories and economic agglomeration. The look on his face yeah. was like, I made a huge yeah. mistake. <laughs> you had a sister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. The dumb sister. <laughs> um, let's get him, get it back. Um, yeah. So you're saying PhD, there's a lot of reading in a cube. That's yeah. where we And went. then, um, so then from there, um, you move on to teaching with a professor. So you work with one professor and um, they try to match you up with what your research interests are. And so I've taught the history of American capitalism, as well as sports history. Um, Which is what we're going to get to. Yeah, yeah, that's on that. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, and and then from there, you, it, it's really about how you structure it. Um, we always joke that there's a fine line between 10-year PhD and 10-yeared PhD. So What does that mean? Oh, like, like a 10-year oh, yeah, professor yeah. And, and 10, and ten year. years. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit like a corn maze. Like you get in and you're like, oh, this is fun. And you're like, how do I get out of it? So, <laughs> so uh, I opted to take a qualifying exam relatively early and and then there's a comprehensive exam that you take before you start writing your dissertation but after about well so for me three years into the program you're no longer tethered to the university um your research is in typically it's in archives mine happened to be the new york public library in central florida as well as los angeles um so my task is to research and complete the dissertation um, and I've been writing chapters of it. So I'm Are actually... You, do you still have to pay tuition? Oh, no. I, you don't, you're paid oh, to do it. You're paid to yeah, do it. Oh, so, I, so Cornell's paying you. Yeah. So I, I never wanted to go to grad school to take out loans. Um, mm-hmm. I was pretty blessed that I got a scholarship for most of my tuition at Berkeley. So um, to so me... So did Neil. So did Neil. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What's your dissertation on? Yeah. My dissertation, the title. Hold on, hold I on. Love dissertation titles Christ. are my favorite. I'm thing. still over. <laughs> hold my, I'm still in yeah. the book mode. That my that my favorite book. <laughs> the insurance. Of, wait, but wait to yeah. hear the title of dissertation. It Go does on. sound like a great. I know this mo- is I, be it great. sounds like a great movie though. It's the history never, of life insurance. The, the dissertation is never really like the yeah, history what is of it? pens. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the title of my dissertation is well, it's about Disney. So the title of my dissertation is. The best laid plans of mouse and man testing the limits of strategic planning. So it's about the failures of Disney investments from the time the company grew up in the 1950s into the 1980s. Okay, we're okay. gonna come back to that. Yeah, okay. okay. I want to come back to that. So it's a play off of a. Mu- I want to talk about it. Disney later. It's always interested me. What What is the next thing since we're running out of time in this segment? So we're gonna be. We'll call you doctor at some point. When yeah. is that due? Yeah. So. Soon? That should happen. I mean, I'm trying to set a, a goal for myself to have it within two, two and a half years because nice. um, you have to defend the dissertation. Of course um, you do. I'm and will p- you make people call you doctor? Or will you be one of those people? Oh, no, of course oh, no. not. Come on, we got to make a call. Yeah, you got to like <laughs> yell at like doctor My brother's Jen. a doctor. When you don't call him doctor, he, he, he doesn't tell you, but there's a clear signal. Oh, yeah. well, let me tell you. <laughs> can I tell a quick story about this? So we have a friend who, Dr. Neil, I have a friend, and this is Neil, but I have a Dr. Neil friend. So his father is a dentist. 
Okay, and it would be like, oh, hello, Mr. Berman, Dr. Berman. Yeah. yeah. So for this for <laughs> forty years, Dr. Berman, right? So we're at every corrected a hundred times yeah. as a child, right? So then, uh, the his son is getting married. We're going to the bachelor party. We end up at a strip club, and the father is getting like a lap dance with his son. Oh my from god! Strip, right. So I turn to my friend. I go. I'm calling him any fucking thing I want yeah. from now on. <laughs> yeah. A doctor lap dance. Yeah. Is that what Carte I blanche. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. I got to uh, where I want him. So, yeah, within two and a half years, I would like to defend the dissertation. I'll definitely make that public because you can make your defenses public. So Nice. Okay. Um, it's very like medieval. We'll, we'll definitely read oh. it and yeah, yeah, call we'll you on all the yeah. things. We might right? even show. Is, it, can you, is yeah, there a can crowd for that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You can okay. come. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. We a, have like a few a questions up here. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's a small world. I'm going <laughs> to scalp t- I'm gonna scalp the tickets for that one. Hold on a second. Yeah. That song is fucking awful. <laughs> I can't think. How can they never change it? Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, and I'm actually right now in the process of um, looking for jobs outside of Cornell because I get guaranteed funding. Like, I could stay there theoretically and be paid for the entirety of the dissertation process. But I, I've always had the idea of going back into corporate work after the PhD. So for me right To do now, what? What would that, that, that's exactly what I want yes. to end this segment with. What do you want to do with that, that PhD um, how to own your own business because you have a business. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe later in life I would, but I would like to work in investor relations. Um, I would like to be essentially a liaison between analysts and equity investors um, to be able to distill like large sets of data into like white letter briefs. And then there's a lot of client facing wow. work with it too. So you also have to be able to be sociable. So I feel like that's it would be the a good kind fit. of thing that comes in my mail and I literally just go. <laughs> I get an email. This is the fourth quarter that preview, whatever. And I'm yeah. just like, goodbye. Exactly. But it's all about marketing. You know, it's all about how to market it. So, so that would That's be, good. uh, that well, would I know be a lot. Deal. Everybody knows a lot of people in finance. I know tons of people in finance. Uh-huh. So let me know when you, when you're, you know, professor. Or whatever. I know Gordon Gecko. I mean, P- doctor. Yeah. Gordon Gecko. Oh yeah. Well, Neil is obsessed with wall street. <laughs> okay. But we will do that. We can do that another day yeah. as well. All right. Let's go to this right. American history. Is that one of your master? Do you have a master in American history? Uh, econo- American economic history. Yes. So, um, and American history. Talk about what your background is on that because we have que- now I have a bunch of questions. Yeah. So my, uh, I went to uh, UC Berkeley for my undergrad and I studied history and my concentration was American economic history because um, the way you do it is it's like, it's like a pyramid. You know, you mm-hmm. take like the basic breath courses and then you build to a subject matter but how do you know you're interested in this where did it hit you that wait wait wait. we're done interviewing her i want to talk about american i am i'm talking about like how do you choose i don't know but where does this come from i mean it's like i went to college and i didn't choose i just chose like i just checked because you decide to drink and no no i I was pre-med for two years i was in a sorority there's a lot of drinking yeah (laughs) there you go what sorority were you in kappa kappa gamma oh that's my favorite (laughs) (laughs) i only would go out with kappas or pi phi's those are the two choices those are good choices yeah i did go to a dance with a kayo one time I don't know. There you go. <laughs> as far as I know, that's a troll that lives under here. <laughs> oh, it's all yeah, good. Yeah, but I, I, I actually started college as a political science major with the thought of going to law school. And both my brothers are attorneys. There's just a lot of attorneys in my family. and But I thought, like, oh, that's practical. That's smart. And I was in my first class, and the, my political science professor said, you know, political science is one question about power distribution and applying theories to it. And if you like that, great. You should be a political science major. But if you like the context, you might consider 
history, sociology. So I changed my major and I... On that one statement? Yeah, it was wow. really impactful. Damn, I thought, I thought, wow, you know, okay. that's really what If you're what dating, like. Jen, you better be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not nine ways be. from Sunday. Yeah. Let me um, ask you this then. Ameri- I want to talk about American economic history yes. as an overview. All right, yeah. here's, so here's what I put together in my genius. I got Great. a 900 on yesterday. Um, 20s was the depression. We had immigration, which rebuilt the country, the car industry, American innovation, the tech boom in the 90s, Silicon Valley. But through all this, my dad, when I was a kid, my mom stayed home. We They bought a house for not a lot of money. It was You could have a mom stay home mm-hmm. and the dad could go to work and on very little money, keep a family of four going. Mm-hmm. And now today... That's almost an impossibility for my wife and I to live in Manhattan Absolutely. in any kind. Ca- what yeah, happened? You're poor. It's the chupacabra of um, socioeconomic standing. So um, tell me what happened from the 20s to now in an overview of how we got to this point. Yeah, where absolutely. Is the rich just so super rich? And there is no, they said there is no middle class, but clearly. And mm-hmm. then so it's just super rich and poor. So one of the things that's really interesting, if you look at, like if you go from the Great Depressions, so we're talking like, the restructuring of New Deal policies um, as a way to kind of correct the market. Mm-hmm. We have this market that's running wild. It's hyper-capitalist. It's very, uh, well, the term that I kind of, it's the pejorative term that we would use in contemporary dialogue would be like kind of a neoliberal market where uh, it's all about growth. It's not about equity or, I mean, equitable distribu- distribution of wealth. It's about growth. So Neil just passed out. Yeah, no, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> so, um, so then... The Great Depression happens, and it really puts capitalism on the defensive. Okay. Um, and then we have all of the turmoil, because you'd be remiss to not include Europe, because obviously World War II. Okay. All the turmoil in the 1930s that's happening in places like Italy and Germany. And from there, we get the rise of fascism, as well as communism um, in Russia. And, and, and then what really pulls us out of the Depression, most historians would say, is the speed up that happens in World War II. So sending, you know, we have this imbalance of production and consumption. We're producing way too much. We're not consuming enough. But now we're all of a sudden consuming because we're consuming a military industrial complex that's being built up. Right. So we're sending men abroad and then women are actually entering the workforce. This is when you get the Rosie the Riveter sort of situation. But then the war ends and the GIs come home and the way the government is oriented towards the economy is still this kind of consensus of like high taxes and uh, a lot of subsidies, like subsidies for housing, as you mentioned, the GI Bill, subsidies for university education. So Uh, we're trying to pay for all this war and then they forgot to take it away. So now we have a surplus. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Close. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Face everybody. I heard it different. <laughs> this is what I heard. Hear? Okay, first, uh, first is like the is that what you heard? First, no, first, uh, <laughs> no. I'm gonna explain exactly what went what in my am head. What are you having for lunch? This is what went in my head. This is why I can Maybe do this. Maybe a it. bagel. <laughs> no, no, right, much yeah, better. Yeah, Ready? Yeah. First, I thought, okay, it's like the Alienist, and then the Alienist kind of <laughs> moves into the Great Gatsby, <laughs> and then the boom, and then and then we hit Save It Private Ryan. <laughs> 
and then now we're into Madman, and that's how I saw it all. And now I, I don't know what's after that, but I'm like, oh, that sounds like the Gatsby movie. What, Save it, Private Ryan. Neil just did his dissertation, everyone. There was, that was it. There was the Doctor Neil. There was also the Goldie Hawn movie I pinned because the women enter the yeah. workplace. Remember, yeah. she was the work. Then yeah. the, the and then there you go. Ju- we're just about to enter into Forrest Gump. Yeah, and now we're into Forrest <laughs> Gump. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, funny. So, so yeah, that, that's that's really that environment that you described. You know, your mom stayed home um yeah and that lasts throughout you know majority of the mid-century what happened there's a couple of crucial things that happen in the 1970s one of them is we hit this moment where we go through the the oil crisis with opec right 1972 um we're also moving off the gold standard into a very highly financialized market where Dollars are no longer backed with gold. They're backed with mortgage back or uh, treasury securities rather. And treasury securities can be issued kind of in the way that the, you know, the Fed deems Mm -hmm. worthy to, you know, prevent against inflation and deflation. But, but that creates this whole booming world of Wall Street. Gordon Gecko, as you mentioned. Um, And what it does for the wealthy is it takes their individual portfolios, their investment portfolios, and it just skyrockets them. It sends them through the roof because their money is now making money. Was this done on purpose? Yeah, I mean, in a lot Somebody of ways. Somebody came up. Who masterminded this little? Um. Well, I mean, there's there's a, there's a handful of different figures. I mean, we are also kind of like being politically reactionary against. Um, there's so the reason why we went off the gold standard. Okay, go. Sorry. Is because um after World War II, um you have the Bretton Woods Agreement, which creates essentially a world bank. And Britain is no longer able to be that colonial hegemonic force in all of the global south and southern Europe as well. So really calls on the U.S. to step in. But what it does is it creates this kind of like offshore market for dollars because the uh, former colonial nations want to exchange in dollars. But if all the dollars are tied to gold, there is a finite amount of dollars. Um but now they're all floating offshore because we're in the process of distributing aid and there's also building up those economies. So we hit this thing known as stagflation, which is we have high inflation because of certain geopolitical factors, including the oil crisis. But we also have a stagnant market because we're running out of dollars. So going off the gold standard was like this move to add more liquidity to the market, to create more dollars and to have floating markets that could... Ex- so now we base the value of the dollar on floating exchanges. So okay. like you'll see an exchange between like the euro and the dollar. That's how they're valued. But was were we doing that bad? Yeah, I mean it was pretty it was I mean I don't remember being that bad. I mean, yeah. like I said, my my mother could stay home with us. Yeah, it was it was definitely as far as um the standard of living, um it was fine. It was more about like corporate profits and the uh, availability like the access to mm-hmm. liquid credit money for corporations, which for was corporations, which was yeah, okay. not not the average person, um, per se, not the average middle class person, um, but this is really when you start to see the wealth gap break, and you start to have these like mega mega rich that their portfolios, and that's the Gordon Gecko, yes, exactly, theory. hence hence the Gordon Gecko, the and corporate greed set in. Yeah, yeah, good. definitely. Because yeah. that's why you can't afford. Don't you think that's why you can't afford anything? Because corporate greed has just run amok. It's a free for all of it. It causes every. I, I always think the root of everything 
of if you say there's problems if you if you're not saying there's problems in there, but the root of everything is corporate greed yeah well there's every this, problem in the world there's well, this effect that they we in finance they call it well and financial law they call it the delawareization effect which is where it's kind of like a race to the bottom whatever they can get away with they will get away with so that that means that if if every corporation is incorporated through Delaware because they have the loosest laws, right. hence the Delawareization. Or if you look at your credit card statements, all of those bills are coming from North Dakota right. because the state of North Dakota has a banking act that is very favorable to charging interest rates on High credit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, let me ask you some so this is now just getting worse and worse as we've gone it, on. It is, is getting, it is getting worse. Get us but up then to, the, to so, so the financial crisis And I have so many questions. We have five minutes. Go <laughs> okay, ahead. so the financial crisis hits. And in, well, in one, more, one more quick question. Is it time to move to some other country? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Dubai. You know? Oh, yeah. shit. That's uh, all the places. Yeah. I don't want to go there. But okay. Yeah. They, they have a lot of malls. They got a lot of comedy. Yeah, they have comedy. They have malls. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter with that? I like malls yeah. and comedy. Dubai, here we, that's fine. Here yeah, we go, to Dubai. Yeah, get yourself a toga. Yeah. And we'll, all right, let's all right. do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, financial crisis hits in uh, 2008. I mean, we really have this moment kind of in the 80s where we where it's like a return to prosperity in a lot of ways. But it's really sowing seeds, again, of its own decay. Because, again, we're, we're seeing these kind of lax regulations as far as um, how uh, <coughs> public companies are traded and um, the, avail the access to um, just, in general, international markets that otherwise wouldn't have been available because of the Cold War. Um, so certain kind of geopolitical factors are happening. But we hit in 2008 the financial crisis. And that's really when you start to see how bad the system has been being built up. Like, so I had a professor um, who was teaching financial institutions and he said that uh, the, the financial crisis can be best described by like, he's like, I have a Volvo. If you went outside and you dismantled my car and you left all the pieces in the spot, would I still have a car? Well, I guess, yeah. But we had been focusing on, particularly in the Bush years, on what's known as micro-credential regulation, which is just to make sure individual banks are functioning correctly, that mm -hmm. they're solvent, but not macro-credential regulations, which is that the whole system is functioning correctly. And the job of the Fed, there's a, was a, a leader of the Fed in the 70s said, job of the Fed is to take away the punch bowl when the party's getting good. But we didn't want to do that because we were seeing such growth and consumption, and so we just wanted to make things easier and easier to come by. We wanted to really just rip the floor off of more for the rich people though we're just talking about really for the rich people. it wasn't making it easy for anybody else yeah although when when mortgages became extremely available to individuals who yeah. shouldn't have been able to take out mortgages That's right that was yes ultimately it did benefit the rich because there were mortgage-backed securities that they were packaged but a guy like me bonds. was getting the house Exactly. Right. Still upset by that. I didn't. I just I missed that. I missed it. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. I was the only one who not being able to get a mortgage. Into a comedian cannot get a mortgage. They were buying. I should have just gone to Florida and bought up shit. But yeah. then I wouldn't have been a. a no, because been then a for it, they would have taken it right down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then you know we've we've been recovering in a lot of ways. The job market right now is great, and I, as someone who came out of college at a time when we were still kind of. Recovering, I remember looking for jobs, and it was kind of slim pickings. Well, what are people getting jobs in? Like I just saw today, the jobs, you know, the it's at the lowest rate ever, you know, mm -hmm. unemployment. Uh -huh. But in what? And how do they chart that? Like, yeah. what is what jobs are happening right now? That, coding. 
yeah, it's, it's definitely. You got a code. That, you missed the, your in calling, the, in the man. Tech no, sector, no, I had my um, calling. The tech sector is growing. No, you are a coder. Um, banking is 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 booming right now um, because the stock market is doing so well. Um, uh, so people are hiring traders and stuff. They're like hiring that? traders. They're hiring corporate bankers. They're hiring uh, liaisons, financial analysts, analysts. They're they're like the best way to track um, unemployment. I, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but but I've always found that in my research, the best way to do it is by looking at the applications to graduate school because oftentimes people go to graduate school to delay entering the market and you can almost directly correlate well, the rate like of law school admissions yeah. to how how well the job market's doing. Yeah, and law school idea. admissions are down as well as PhD applications. When I applied I to my program, there was about 400 applications for my position and this last year, there was like 200 maybe. So if I'm going so. to grad school, now's the time for me. I yeah. can get in. Oh, totally. I can get in yeah. somewhere. All right. There you, there go. you go. Wait, so in well, 2008, go back to that crisis. Yes. Wait, we're you don't think it was just a <laughs> co- complete like robbery. I considered like, you don't think like Paulson is totally corrupt for Goldman Sachs, a complete robbery, a com- just a theft of our money and giving it really right to rich people. It was unbelievable to me that they just took all this money, that our money, and just dished it out to rich people. It was it was like literally like robbing a bank. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and that's why you have the kind of Occupy Wall Street backlash. But, mm-hmm. um, but it was a combination. It was like strange bedfellows. Like the SEC was really asleep at the wheel, um, and then you have these politicians. Were they are, asleep, or were they all just getting paid off? I we mean, don't know. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there hasn't there hasn't been cases on it yet. But um, but and and, and politicians are really in. They're in the business of telling their constituents, you can get a mortgage. Right. Don't you want to own a home? That's the American dream. And so they're politicking in favor of this really toxic policy that is creating a, a cancer in the system. Right. And, and it's so interconnected because those mortgages were bonded and sold on secondary and tertiary markets, which means that corporate portfolios were made up of these bad mortgages essentially ultimately went back to those bad mortgages so when they fail when they default it's this massive butterfly effect that happens where everybody's hurting i mean i remember when it happened like my parents own their own business but it was like like lean years for my dad because no one's consuming at that rate because people are getting laid off but couldn't they have just given every instead of giving all that money to goldman sachs all that money to people couldn't they have just simply given everybody like literally uh, i think i calculated at one point like everybody in the whole united states would have got eighty thousand dollars instead of dishing it out to a bunch of crazy rich people that just to, we're going to take it and get richer and richer and screw everybody around and and do you agree with that theory <laughs> that that would have helped the world or what everyone just went out and partied for like yeah I, <laughs> I, do you I, think I, that everybody i mean i know it sounds crazy but they could have literally given everybody eighty thousand dollars but free money is like funny money. Like when yeah, you, don't, you so when you don't, don't you don't you think it would have just been complete? I would have rather seen mean, that. What? If I give you eighty thousand dollars, I know where you're going. I know I'm going to blow it, but <laughs> I you're going right to Vegas. But but, but that is better go than Dubai. that is better <laughs> than some. I don't know. I just think Damn it would have been more entertaining. All right, we're done with this one. Damn I have it. so many questions. I literally I'm got still the angry one about question. It. What is your <laughs> question? I got a hundred questions about consumerism and tourism. <laughs> we're gonna have to have Jen back. Okay. All right, let's go to the next one. Damn. All right, let's talk about, we'll go to, um, let's do the Me Too movement while we have, because this is the perfect day for that. Um, You're speaking for the millennials here, okay? Um, 
not only are you a genius, but you're kind of attractive. So, <laughs> and I'm sure you get hit on constantly, like you said, the guy on the plane, whatever. What What is somebody supposed to do at this point? Like, you walk in, they want to say, on the plane, they're sitting next to you. His mistake, the guy in the plane, was a good example, was, hey, what are you reading there? I mean, that was literally his shot at the way in. Yeah. Okay. And if I, you know, if I'm that guy, you probably have to go, oh, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. suck it up for that two hour plane ride (laughs) and try and get into what you're about to tell them, which got to be torture for 90 percent of America. But how does somebody not get, you know, what's the fine line between flattering and abuse? You know, that's a great question. Um, Thank you. So uh, I think that (laughs) this, you know, it's it's a prickly subject for a lot of different reasons. Um. But I think that, I mean, I'm a big fan of looking at like human psychology and, and like the male fe- and female brains are wired very differently. And anyone that says otherwise, I just take a nervous posture huh? to it. I don't buy it. It's agreed. I agree with that. Neil? I would Neil's agree. got a third brain. I, no, I, I totally agree. I agree. Yeah. He's got his brain and then whatever Bethel tells him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, so and, and one of the things is that, uh, you know, the male brain, they're designed to be hunters. They're hunters and gatherers, which means that or you can use a contemporary analogy. They like video games. They like leveling up in video games. <laughs> they like challenges. The female brain is conditioned to want safety. And and we now are living in a moment where we're blurring a lot of those lines. And uh, and that that's just a product of the day and age that we live in. Men and women are working together, spending much more time together. Um, I I do find that one of the things about the Me Too movement that uh, is that I think people should be careful about is is using like exaggerating in ways that um, that kind of do a disservice for the individuals that are actual victims as far as of, of physical abuse. Um, that's my own take on it, but I think that the line between flattery and abuse is is intent. You know, it's like in in, in law you have. Like, do you have an intent to commit a crime? And if your intent is, I, you know, I want to, you know, to, to manhandle this woman or whatever. or, or Yeah, that's a good point. Wait a minute. Let me just, let me ask you a question then. So, but intent, back a couple of years ago, they had like sweatpants that women would wear that say yeah. juicy on the ass. Yeah. Okay. So now, what's your intent of when you're wearing those pants? Your intent is, I want attention. Yes. I want somebody to say, my ass is juicy or something like that. You're trying to project the sex to males or whatever, or whoever. It could be females. No, but you might just, that might might not be true. Wait a second, but what do you mean? You just like wearing the word juicy on your ass? Yeah, but maybe it makes you feel good that 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 has nothing to do with anybody else. It's just a perception. You think it's a perception that she's Mm -hmm. doing that for you, but that's not true. That she's doing it for her. She likes the pants. She wants to wear them. Seriously? Yeah, so maybe in her, I don't know. What parent lets their kid go out with juicy? Somebody's going to say something. Not a parent. I'm talking about (laughs) like a 25 year old girl. Wear juicy on your ass. What are they going to say? But you're wearing a Yankee, nice no, but you're yeah. wearing a Yankees hat. You're not wearing a Yankees hat so someone will come and go, oh, man, you nice Yankee. You're wearing no. a Yankee hat because you like a Yankees hat. So yeah, exactly, because I'm a Yankees fan. Right. So you so, should be able to wear whatever you want. Whatever but if I you wore want. it on my ass, 
She, so? Somebody would say something about my ass, you know, like it's t- <laughs> the int- so. Anyway, you're definitely come on, man. This don't don't be like this stupid, you know. Well, she said the, the thing. You wear something juicy want, on your ass. You want? She attention. said the thing earlier, and I thought, okay, oh god, my brains, because I want safety now. I'm starting to right. want safety. Low cut tops, <laughs> yeah, belly rings, yeah. You know, like so you're projecting something. So now, if you walk by a construction site. And the guy goes, "Hey, nice ass, hey, juicy." Yeah. You know, you didn't ask for that, but it, and that is that guy a total creep? I don't think so. Um, I he's a construction worker. <laughs> he's building for America. <laughs> you're, you're 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 talking about the whole Greece argument, kind of. That what? Greece, you know, the movie Greece. Oh. That, that, there's an argument. That's, that's just, yeah, Neil yeah, yeah, just yeah. created no, something. This is a footnote in his dissertation. Yeah, yes. this is my dissertation. Go ahead. You're, you're What's t- the you're argument? Really that talking, I, the Greece argument. You're being confused by everything because you're getting I'm not what, confused. As a male, you're getting mixed messages. It's frustrating because in Greece, it's very like if you take Greece, Sandy. Yes. What you know decides that okay, I'm gonna now you know dress up. Right. At the end. Right. And, and that's kind of what you're talking right. about. Right. A lot of people don't like that movie because of that. Why she, couldn't she just be herself? Yeah. Why didn't she? Why did that's she? That's the blowback they get on that. But no, she glammed it up for him. She didn't need to. But yeah, that's but what her perception of what he wanted was. Yeah, this is a horrible referendum on your argument. But I think that like one of the things that that women because um, because I, I like the cat calling is like, OK, it happens. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I know there's a lot of people that are more, you know, their their feminist card is a lot stronger than mine, and they would say that that is a big deal. I don't think that it's really an issue, um, but uh, I would say that um, with with dating in general, um, and and also just like male and female interactions, women are really designed to take care of men's egos. Um, and and this is this can be a really good thing. This is what makes women really good wives, mothers, sisters, uh, very nurturing. Um, but they tend to take things on themselves. So, like for example, you go out on a date, and then person texts you later and says, "Hey, that was really great. We should go out again." And you're like, "You know what? I had a really nice time, but I'm just not. I just didn't really feel the chemistry. But you know, I wish you well." And then proceeds to receive a text message that's calling her like a bitch or a slut or like something just like horrible, like which has happened to me like a handful of times. Um, And, you know, just whatever derogatory way, which is clearly him. It's his problem. It's not me. But my first instinct as a woman is to say, oh, is there something wrong with me? Like and is to internalize it. If If you were to say that to another man. He'd be like, what are you talking about, dude? And you immediately come back and, and defend himself. So but you just expressed the correct answer. So how can you not? Why do you still process it that other way? Is all I heard is you're dating. You, you, the guy you were dating was the Kavanaugh guy from the Supreme Court. <laughs> 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 that's what I heard. I'm like, shit. You're well, dating that was Kav- my next question. Okay. Alcohol. Right. Yeah. So now oh, alcohol's involved. Right. In this. Neil for years has been like when I was I've been sing- I was single for years. Right. And every date I'd go on. The woman would kind of judge me. You want to have a drink? I don't drink. And mm-hmm. I don't drink just because I don't drink. Yeah. Right. And everybody. I mean, if you go to AA, I've had tried to write this joke forever. But if you go to AA and you're a recovering alcoholic, that is so amazing. How did you do? I'm so proud of you. You cleaned up your life. I say I never drank. People are like, what a freaking weirdo. Right. Yeah. And it's been weirdo. It my hurts whole your life. dating life. It hurts. And, but and Neil's and convinced, has been telling me for years and years, it just hurts your dating life. You have to drink. 
to get these women, you know, whatever. And Even I'm if like, you just drink and throw it over not, your shoulder, not the right. I don't want to meet that girl. In Even that if you life. just yeah. drink. Anyway. Even if you just drink and say, oh, this just doesn't taste good, and just sat it there. But Judge Kavanaugh is a really good. He probably is a good judge, and he probably has. He is his not life, a good whatever, judge. Whatever, but whatever. He's respected judge if you want to say that they didn't kick him out he's been there forever no he's like a part you can tell he was a party guy yep. as a kid he had clearly has an alcohol problem which mm-hmm. changes his personality probably from bad to worse as far as i'm concerned yeah. but worse so like now he's on you know if he's the ripe candidate to be <laughs> me too right and Absolutely. it's but protection whatever his story is another deal mm-hmm. but there's a million guys like this uh-huh. i've seen nice guys they get drunk they're complete jackasses. Uh-huh. So now, how would you date a guy that's not but that's, drinking? Alcohol is that in the society. Um, I don't know if I would because oh, okay. I'm a big like I'm a big fan of wine. I'm actually taking my sommelier exam and like, <laughs> of course she is. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ, what kind of life is this? Yeah. I gotta so kick it up. Wait, hold on, let's do it. I'm falling apart. I'm oh, yeah, swishing yeah. it around my mouth. <laughs> and you know it wine? Like, wait, are you doing wine in like the economic version of wine, or are you just enjoying like the oh, really I, anal- I, like you went when you go oh, when you like say pan. you like wine though you. <laughs> You don't just like go to Napa Valley. You go all in on the books and the whole. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh, there's oh, there's a. Don't get Neil started on Napa yeah. Valley. I please. like wine. There's I a, like that there's world. There's a restaurant in the village, and like I always forget the name, but anyways, it has a wine list that has all of the regions mapped out, and it has all like the terroir. And, yeah. and I literally, I was at dinner. I was on a date. I kind of felt sorry for the guy because sometimes my nerd really shows. <laughs> but I was looking at it, and I was like ten minutes in, just like still staring at it, and then we came and ordered a bottle of wine. And then the waiter was gonna take it. I said, "Can I, can I just keep this?" And I just like screamed. <laughs> I took a bunch of pictures of it. Oh, it was no. But yeah, I mean, so that's to me, that's that's a, that's a thing. But but I'm not a partier. Like I don't. Um, I mean, I I was in a sorority in college. Obviously, we drank. But um, but when I got out of college, like I, I just I'm a I'm a kind of like in bed by ten type of person. Yeah, so the question, of course, goes back to this Me Too thing that we're yes. talking about. So now, great great analogy. You're in the other sorority right yes. you know those guys are getting hammered uh-huh. you go over their house they're all hammered somebody gropes you yeah what you know i hate to say but what did you expect was gonna did you want class at the at yeah. animal house yeah i don't know that you're gonna get it right no um so but, but the, we need to get it there but but it's alcohol infused so what do you do yeah so one of the things and i this is like i i always kind of make a case for being for greek life and, and fraternities and sororities is that Whenever you interact with a fraternity, um, they're in the interfraternity council, which means that they have a certain set of like bylaws that they have to uphold, which means like they have to have water at their parties, and and you do these exchanges between sorority houses and fraternity houses, and everyone knows everyone, so it creates this like network mm-hmm. that if an incident were to take place, more often than not, that would spread like wildfire, and that person would be socially ost- ostracized because he believe you me, he's not going to get a date from anyone in that sorority ever again. Um, the problem becomes, and this is usually in the situations where, where allegations of rape have taken place, is when there's someone who's like not in the institution, not in the sorority, who comes in as a, like a, maybe just a small group of friends or even by themselves into a frat party, and then they become like a, a target because there's no repercussions. You know, there's not a mob of 150 girls that are going to be like, you did what? Like, yeah. so, um, but in those situations, like, yeah, I mean, I, I like, went to spring break in Cabo. It's not like the classiest of places. And, but I, I just think that, um, you like, it's, it's really good to be always aware of your surroundings for sure. Um, and, 
and just don't trust people. Like, just don't, like, don't assume people are going to be good. Like, people are all pretty shitty. And, <laughs> and, and if they are good, that's great. Wonderful. Marry them. Nice. No, Neil and I know a lot of stories about a lot of people who, in the business, who if I am at, we'd be I in big imagine. trouble <laughs> if we had to sit in a courtroom. Yeah. You know. Well, it's, it's, a, a, it's academia as well, unfortunately. Oh, That's, it's not a... Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to what you said earlier, too. I mean, all the sleazeballs in the business side of it, their intent from the very beginning is, like, did they want to be a agent or did they want to be a producer of films? Because They want to do this because they, they, they wanted to really literally do it because because of what they could, you know, yeah. they could get certain girls or whatever. That yeah. was their intent from the beginning. It was never... I just love being with actors well, and writers. Weinstein is not the most attractive man on the planet. But he never, yeah, he's that, like he's, the, he's, he's the first super powerful. <laughs> he's yeah. got to just be in jail and I'd be happier. But he, he is a perfect example. This guy never got into the business in my mind too because he liked film film or oh, he know. liked writers or he was a writer that ended up being whatever. <laughs> this guy's just a sleazeball. He got, in the, he got into the business to do exactly what he did. Well, I know a million comics who've gotten into the business because they, they think they're getting it's a girls. Power thing. Yeah. 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 They're holding a mic and they, look better the they just fuck. look better yeah there you go <laughs> they look better um with this all said can i get harassed once is that bad to even say at this point like i used to do that as a joke like can i how about one nice ass when i walk down the street like that's yeah, probably not gonna happen not gonna happen no no no, no, can't no, win, no i can't no, win no. that argument now yeah yeah no you're not gonna no. it's not gonna happen but i want to talk how about this i have a joke in my act now too which kind of does work i point out the flaws in the me too movement yeah. and one of them is there are certain things that Again, like juicy on your ass is one of them, but mm -hmm. um, makeup, Ma you know, like what's that all about? Consumerism and makeup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Women wear makeup. Why? Because they think they look better in it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in whatever. And then, but is that for the fact that they feel better in it or is the fact that they want male dominated society to mm -hmm. think they look better, thus good things will happen Are for them? Are they trying to appease the patriarchy yes. or their internal monologue? There you um, go. So, uh, I mean... I think it's a combination of both, but honestly, most of my guy friends will say I prefer girls with less makeup on. So, because that's what it's going to come down to anyway. Eventually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's it, it's it's a little bit of both. I would say that, like for myself, like I I like makeup. I I um I like it as kind of like it's artistic and and it's you know it's just pretty. But I I wear it because it's like it does make me feel good. Like I look in the mirror and it's like, Oh, that's a human, you know, <laughs> not a ghost. Okay. Look, you're, I'm just saying that there are flaws in this thing. Like for yes, example, there like, are. Uh, my the favorite one, that's a is, good one, my favorite one is uh, cheerleaders. Okay. Okay. Cheerleaders. Though, there should be no such, whoever invented cheerleading, mm -hmm. the, from yeah. high school, the little outfit to, Nobody is going to sell me on. I want my daughter to be a cheerleader. There's no way. I feel my like cheerleading. Gonna be a cheerleader. Yeah. Cheerleading is it's on its way out. Yeah. It, it, it feels like when you watch no, it, it's, it's not made people in crowds yelling. Yeah, no, you don't but, understand the cheerleading. My daughter does. It's very like dance well, oriented. Well, so that's and that's, that's part of the like. So, I mean, I'm I'm from like a kind of a mixed family in the sense that like my dad is foreign and my mom's family is originally from the south. Um. But and, and my my siblings all kind of have different political and religious views. But um, but the idea of like, like, I also happened to go to a religious school, um, which which was not like my my parents' religion, but it was like it was at the time when I was going there, it was considered a good school, although it kind of deteriorated. Um, 
But that was a, definitely a school where they would encourage women to get married and have kids very where early you, on. Where are you at this point in the South? No, no, this is in California. But there are pockets <laughs> of, of Southern California that look more like Oklahoma and Arkansas than they do the rest yeah, of the state true. because of the Dust Bowl migration. Okay. But so, I, there's so some was, conservative people out there. It was it was very conservative and it was very much and it, and it's it's always been a bit of frustration to me. Like I'll give you an example. Like so they have a notable alumni letter that they circulate. And, you know, if, if anyone gets a good job or gets married, has a kid, whatever. But they will only list the job placements of men and or like if they got into like a really good school. Like I've never been mentioned in my notable alumni. Hmm. I'm the like only one of my friend group that's not married. And uh, <laughs> and I, I guess I could be described as more progressive. Um, but but I always just kind of like confuse them in well, certain ways. Now we're going off on topic number a million, yeah. the <laughs> evangelicals or religion. <laughs> I'm like, Jen, we could talk. We could do 900 of these segments. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's, so I get it. Yeah. You know, that's a whole nother. But makeup's an interesting one. I haven't heard that one brought up. Makeup, cheerleaders. I have another one. Well, cheerleaders. I can go all I'm day. Yeah. You, cheer, I have plenty I'll, of jokes. On the record, cheerleaders in 10 Dumb. years, there'll be no cheerleaders. All right. Ten, it, all right. I'm holding we, I, I don't even know if it'll take that long. Well, it's well, all. I don't agree. Will there be an NFL in 10 years? That's right. Yeah, there will be an NFL. That's true. There will be any. There's gonna be cheerleaders, Neil. I know. No. What next? Strip clubs? There will not be cheerleaders at in the NFL games and and college. Nobody calls for an end for strip clubs. No. Right. No, strip clubs will still be there, but cheerleaders are done. It's the same thing. I mean, like where the Me Too movement? Hooters. The restaurant Hooters Hooters will still be there. Great example. Hooters. Hooters. Dumbest, greatest idea at one point for a restaurant and now probably if you have still have a hooters it better be in a very town that we don't care yeah you know like or it would be like an ironic hooters i guess no you gotta have hooters why because hooters is the triple most horrible thing hooters is like triple it's the triple a to the strip place so just baseball has triple a so hooters there's a need for it so there's a hierarchy. So there. you're yeah. telling me the strip club, there's two guys talking to the back of the strip club. Man, I was in the Hooters the other day. This girl's ready to be called up to the majors. Yeah, that's a, that's like triple okay. A. Definitely. <laughs> On both sides, it's the triple A. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you experience any of this stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, not the Hooters stuff, but <laughs> but, yeah. I, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I um, still after all this. I and do you just turn around and go, do you know what's happening in the world right now? Yeah, I, I mean, why I I usually will say something along the lines like like so, I, like you know my my ass has been grabbed a couple times in bars and and I and I usually would be like my my line going back to them as I was like, what if your mom was here? Oh, that's good. Yeah. There you go. And so they, weird. <laughs> my mom would grab your ass too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good yeah. luck with those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you better yeah. learn some Krav Maga or something. That might help you a little I more. I did karate. Yeah. They, of course. Oh, <laughs> I'm studying for my karate black belt. Now. Like, what? How many hours are in a day? All right, let's go. All right, for the fourth and final corner today. On, yes. On four corners. Now, Jen mentioned some, you're a sports history expert. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say an expert, but I did teach a class on it. Sports so. history. That makes you yeah. an expert. God, that's cool. And All you're right. the leading, you might be one of the leading experts on Disney in the United States, maybe. In a, <laughs> Probably. Right? Could we say that? Well, yeah, when I get my doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll say that. I, just, right. I never met anyone that's like the leading of something. So that Well, was Neil, you're going to have a, your work cut out because Neil's a big sports guy. Okay. I'm a sports history teacher, so I wrote some sports. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do quiz. it. Let's do it. Yeah, you got to step out. Remember oh, how shit. this works? <laughs> All right, I'll be, I'm going to go the hallway. Yes, okay. hallway it is. Enjoy. <laughs> so we are putting Neil, as always, in his south proof booth. Yeah. 
You're going to get taken out by a girl. It's going to be great. And just me too, myself. Okay. Just He's, go on. You're going to play it's a small world music. Oh, yeah, man. I should. I <laughs> yeah. should play that in the <laughs> headphones just to torture him. Are you in the hallway, Neil? Oh, he's going to cheat. He's cheating. He's cheating as we Okay, we put Neil in the hallway. Okay. All right. We, we These are mostly true false. Okay. Okay, that's why I give Neil a chance cuz usually the guest takes him out and um, get our buzzers. This will be interesting. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Number 1, Nike. The company takes its name from Nike, the Greek goddess of war. True or false? Um False. That is correct. The, I won't do it when Neil comes. The first Olympics in the modern era was in 1896 in Greece. False. That is true. Oh. Um, consumerism and sports. Stan Smith sneakers was a Wimbledon champion in 1972. Stan Smith, the guy from the sneakers. Uh huh. He was a Wimbledon champion in 1972. 1972. Hmm. I'm going to go with true. True. Very good. The Houston Astrodome, which opened in 1965, was the first modern dome stadium. Um, false. No, nope, it's true. Oh, I'm not doing so well on this. Drake <laughs> University, home of the Bulldogs, is located in Ames, Iowa. Drake University, home. These are tough. Um, I thought I had to make it tough. You're I know, a I know, smart lady. Yeah, <laughs> they're so specific. Um, Oh, God, I'm true. That's false. It's all in Des Moines. Des Moines, okay. Okay. The Kentucky Derby is run by three-year-old horses. Um, false. No, it's true. Oh my God. Alex Morgan, Jason Kidd, <laughs> and Deshaun Jackson were all athletes that attended UC Berkeley. Um, wait, who were they again? Alex Morgan, the soccer player. Mm-hmm. Jason Kidd, Deshaun Jackson. Oh, true. True. Nice. If you didn't get that one, I gave up. Yeah. <laughs> Four of the original six NHL hockey teams were from the U.S. Uh, four of the original six. Um, they called them the original six. So okay. four out of the original six um, were from the United States. Uh, false. Well, that's true. Norm, you sure you taught a, a history? I know I did. We Norm went Duke, <laughs> Mark Roth, and Jason Belmonte. This is really putting me in my place. <laughs> Norm Duke, Mark Roth, and Jason Belmonte are all members of what sport? Um, God. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is, I can't this is believe painful. this. I was sure you were going to murder Neil with this. I know. Um, He's only won once at about 50 quizzes. Baseball? Bowling. Bowling. No. Bowling, Tiger Woods. That's so specific. <laughs> bowling. Everybody knows Mark Roth. Come on. I can, I can do an impression of Mark Roth. Yeah. Tiger Woods, number 10. Tiger Woods has won five, the Masters five times. Um, true. False. False. Four times. Oh. Jeu de Palm, the game of the palm, was played in France in the 1500s. It was the forerunner to the game of handball. True. False. Tennis. Oh. The roots of go the roots of. Mm, oh no! What is this? <laughs> Let's skip this one. All right. I'm um, okay. If I'm talking about guards, ends, and ho the house and stones, what sport am I playing? Guards, ends, the house, and stones. Oh, um, uh, 
Soccer? Oh, I know what this is. Um, no, curling. Curling? <laughs> uh, it's the roots of golf. The roots of golf can be traced back to Scotland in the mid-1700s. True. False. 1457. Okay. God. Horse racing is also known as the sport of kings. Um. True. True. Okay. The World Cup was the first World Cup was played in 1930, and won by Uruguay. Um. It's flat sports history right there. I yeah. A false. It's true. True. Okay. The Borg Warner Trophy is awarded to the winner of the Daytona 500. The what trophy? The Borg Warner Trophy. True. False. It's the Indy 500. See, I was trying to trick Neil with these. I just figured I you would know that these. Yeah, were. I know. This Who is, won the 1994 <laughs> World good. Series? That's not true or false. Okay, well, <laughs> who won the 19? This is. Wait, what? What year? If you know your history, 1994. 1994 World Series. Very special World Series. The Yankees. Nobody won. There was a strike. Okay. It's the only time they didn't play it. One, 115 to 118 pound fighters in boxing are known as welterweights. False. False. They're known as bantamweights. The NFL moved the goalposts from the front of the end zone to the back of the end zone in 1974 to improve safety and to make field goals harder to kick. False. No, that's true. Come on. Man. 1974? Really? Yep. Oh. And finally, number 20, Mark Spitz won seven gold medals in the 1972 Olympics. He set a world record in each one of those events, too. True. True. Nice job. Okay, so we're done with that. You got one. <laughs> I failed. Two. This three, is a great way to end the podcast. Just to like really five, show that I'm not six, knowledgeable on this. <laughs> six. Yeah. No, well, I mean, well, so the, first of all, they're really hard. The fields that I, I made them really hard. Yeah, they're very. Oh, you're difficult. sweating. I know. I am sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Neil will get five. Okay, relax, okay. relax. All right, we're gonna bring him back in, and we'll see what happens. I'm gonna tell you right now, in a stunning turn of events, Neil Potter. I got a chance. Jen got six out of twenty. Oh, nice! I got a chance. Like even Neil's oh, dumb oh, guessing shit. get him win. So if you choke all on right. this one, I just read Lenny. That's all I do. That's I try what he tries to. to. I, well, I think to, she tried to do it too, and it didn't work. No. So oh, you that's what He's, you do. That's he my trick. Know me well enough, Damn it! Maybe. I just read him flat out. All right, <laughs> can't now. I gotta get, get him straight face. Let's do it. All right, Neil. All right. This is for all the marbles. Number one. Yeah. Nike. Yeah. Okay. The company takes its name from Nike, the Greek goddess of war. False. That's false. That's correct. <laughs> Isn't it like a Pegasus or no, something? No, no, no. Sure. It's the goddess, the Greek goddess of victory. That's it. I knew Athena that. Athena is war. Number just, two. You read it so fast. I thought the way you read it, you were trying to disguise it because you read it fast. You just got lucky. Let's How do you like it. that? Let's face the facts. You got lucky. Number two. The first Olympics in the modern era was in 1896 in Greece. That's definitely true. True. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> you know why? Because I knew he wanted to do something from Greece. Yeah. He wanted Greek shit. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> two for two. Just reading Lenny. Yeah. Just reading Lenny. He's so full of shit. He's, he's lost every quiz. Well, how many times have you won out of 20? Uh, we, Once. You beat Fish. When we were together, we won one. Oh, yeah. We won together. We won a, a duo. Okay. All right. Danny Cohen didn't come today. We could have done it too. We could even you help. Okay, number three. He's two for two. So now if you choke on the next 18, you Go really ahead. stink. 
Number three, consumerism and sports. Stan Smith, the sneakers. Yep. Stan Smith was a Wimbledon champion in 1972. I'm going to say true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I knew he was a champion. God damn it. Number four, the Houston Astrodome opened in 1965 was the first modern dome stadium. True. True. I know that. I live there. Yeah. Drake University. Seventh wonder of the world. <laughs> I used to go there wearing my Stan Smiths. Yeah. Drake University. This is hurt. I'm sorry, Jen. It's going to hurt. I know. It's, apparently, this is just going to be painful for both of yeah, us. This is going to be. Oh, More shit. so for me, because I thought I, I killed him. You know? Shit. Number five, Drake University, home of the Bulldogs, is located in Ames, Iowa. That is false. <laughs> That's an easy one. <laughs> Why? Because it's not. I know where it is. Where Drake's. Is it? I just thought of the town. It's in Drake. Drake's like in a. That's correct. Illinois or somewhere. Nope. Right? It's in. De, it's in Des Moines. It's oh, in yeah. Iowa. You nut. Shit. Right, the Kentucky one. Derby is run by three-year-old horses. Oh come on. That's definitely false. That's <laughs> no, true. Ah oh, damn it! <laughs> I just rolled the dice. I'm one away, right? Two away. Yes, okay. one, two, three, even one away. Okay. Yeah, two away from the win. Out of the pressure. Alex zone. Morgan, Jason Kidd, and Deshaun Jackson were all athletes that attended UC Berkeley. Oh, Alex Morgan, the one I know. Jason Kidd. What's the other one? J and Deshaun Jackson. I guess it's true then. It's true. I didn't know Morgan did. Do you but. know who else attended UC Berkeley? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Undergrad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number eight. Four of the original six NHL hockey teams were from the United States. Wait, say that again? The original six NHL hockey teams, four yeah. of them were from the United States. Uh, that sounds true. It is true. That sounds, that sounds reasonable. Ugh. With Norm, Montreal and whoever. Norm Duke, Mark Roth, Jason Belmonte are all members of what sport? <laughs> They're jockeys? <laughs> I don't know. No what, did you get that one? No. Oh, shit. Tiger Woods has won ma the Masters five times. True. Four times. Ah! I knew I'd get you I a dime. Yeah, yeah. I knew that's it was what a, I'm talking about. I knew he going to be cocky. No, that, I thought <laughs> you would have the right answer. No, four times. I know that. Yeah, that's his little Tiger tricky Woods. tricks. He yeah. loves yeah. a little number tricks. He's, his whole family loves Tiger Woods. He's so a, he he does, no, that's his little So I get the shot I give him, but I'm always so cocky that he'll go, true, you know? No, because he does number plays. I should have known. Anytime he has a question with numbers, it's always like false. I should have known that. Okay. Because he's too lazy to do a good quiz. Yeah. Jus de Palme. <laughs> you know how long it takes me to do this? <laughs> ah. Jus de Palme. Jus de Palme. Yeah. The game of the palm oh, was God. played in France in the 1500s. It was a forerunner to the game of handball. I'm going to go with that. That just sounds false to me. That is false. Yeah. It's tennis. Ah, it just didn't sound the right. The roots of golf can be traced back to Scotland in the mid-1700s. True. Well, 1400. You just finished. Damn it. I knew it. I should have known. Anything I just got number. Is I got be caught up in you a St. Andrews. Shit. I just went to St. Andrews. I got caught up in that. You yeah. got me on the yeah, Scotland. You and you didn't. You just went to St. Andrews. Follow they didn't my, tell you there was the 1400s. I didn't follow my own strategy. Listen. You didn't no, I was too upset. I couldn't get on the course. No, you were sitting there going, <laughs> uh, what movie was golf? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What was the one with What's uh, the one with Kevin Costner? Oh, Will Smith. What's the one with Will Smith? There is no good golf movies. It's never been done. Uh, Caddyshack? Yeah, I was going to say. All right, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, so Again, one. Again, Neil's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that's not a real golf movie. <laughs> I'm like talking a, about I'm talking about Guards, Ends, and the House. Guards, Ends, the House, and Stones. What sport am I playing? Wait, say it again. Guards, yeah. Ends, the House, 
and stones. What sport am I playing? The house that the stones built. That was a common phrase. I built the house of stones. Uh, well, some of it was football, but not all of it. So I guess I'll go with uh, bocce ball. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> Good guess. That's a lot Good guess. than what I got. <laughs> Curling. Sorry, Neil. Shit. But you know what? Um, I knew it was one of those random things. Still winning. Damn it. Horse racing is known as the sport of kings. You know I'm going to Lexington, Kentucky. So. Yeah. So is horse racing known as the sport of kings? Uh, a sport of kings? I'm going to go ahead and say true. True. The first World Cup was played in 1930 and won by Uruguay. False. No, that's true. Ah, I thought it was earlier in 1930. The Borg Warner Trophy is awarded to the winner of the Daytona 500. False. That is correct. Do you know why it's false? Yeah, because that's not the trophy for the Daytona 500. That is correct. They give a bunch of chicken fingers. Chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> Who won the 1994 World Series? <laughs> you get some Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket. Uh, wait, say it again. Who won the 1994 <laughs> World Series? 1994? Yeah. Well, it definitely wasn't the Yankees. It was not the Yankees. So, 1994? Yep. I guess I'm going to go with the... It's not the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to go ahead with the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. No. It's a <sighs> trick question. Nobody won the 1994. Oh, they were on strike that year? Well, yeah. someone won in my heart. Okay. And it was the Dodgers. <laughs> they would have won. That, you, it's the thought that The Dodgers would have won. I was going through California because it was like mm -hmm. it's trying to appease <laughs> yeah, you for exactly. California. That's why it's like, uh, see the Dodgers are <laughs> the age. 115 to 118 pound fighters in boxing are known as welterweights. Uh, that's false. Those are lightweights. No, bantamweights. Ah! <laughs> well, I still got it right. You got it right. Yeah. All right, two more. The NFL. See, you see, I'm saying a number. He always does the falsies on the numbers. <laughs> the NFL. <laughs> you're you're only one for two. Yeah. Okay, let's do this one. That's because I didn't follow my own freaking advice. Here you go, Jackass. Yeah. The NFL moved the goalposts from the front of the end zone to the back of the end zone in 1974 to improve safety and make field goals harder to kick. True. That's true. So now what was your theory on that? Yeah. There was a technical sports question with football. That's your thing. Mark Spitz won seven gold you guys, medals. When you're doing work for the Giants, you guys probably do those things all day long. Mark, That's why I knew it was true. Mark Spitz won hey seven. Hey, guys, did you guys know that the end zone's in the back? <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't we talk about that last week? Yeah, we did. <laughs> hey, guys, I got to go on. When they first paint the 50 on the 50-yard line? Number 1942. <laughs> number 20, Mark's... <laughs> Number twenty, Mark Spitz. And guys, when they start using the yellow flag, you guys know when they use the yellow flag, it used to be pink. Oh, you're such a sore winner. Oh, it's the worst. Number twenty, Mark Spitz won seven gold medals in 1972. Does this he mean I get a degree, like a doctorate no. or something, doctor or something? Come on, last one. Mark okay. Spitz won seven gold medals in 1972. He set a world record in each one of the events as well. Um, that's a true. That is true. Boom. Oh my God! Neil Woo! Potter, one, two, three, Woo! four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen Neil out of sixteen. Neil is the winner today. Thank you. Sorry, you. Jen. There's no. There's That's not okay. a winner and a loser. There's Don't even fool yourself. You were a winner. Jen, the way we end the show, Jen, every week is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. I will start this week. My one good thing of the week was going to be the beginning of Saturday Night Live has these montages of all the people when they announce their name. Like, it's a real quick thing. Like, Beck Bennett, he's in a car this yep. week, and usually there's people in the background. Well, Leslie had Gina and I 
get dressed up, all fancied up to top of the Whitney to be in that opening. Didn't so see it. That was my big <laughs> thing. Of the, that was going to be my big thing of the week. Thank you, Bola. And apparently they used a different shot. So cutting room floor. Cutting room floor. Oh, so we're in the bummer. cutting room floor. It was, ex- it was a good experience. But it was a great experience. So That's thank you great. for that. And then she got us tickets to the playoff game. Neil and I went yeah, that was great. last night or nice. two nights ago to the playoff yeah. game. So that's my big thing of the week. Thank you, Leslie, for both of those things, even though one thank day you, Leslie. Oh, my God. It was great. Jen? Yeah. So uh, I'll pick something from today. Uh, that uh, made me smile uh, and also laugh. Um, well, so there, I'm a big fan of Soul Cycle. Um, oh I, wow! I, I I love it. I uh-huh. think it's great. They're all over town, and well, my wife goes Soul Cycle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, usually when you I, I stay in Brooklyn when I'm in in the city, and um, I go to the Brooklyn Soul Cycle. But there's a big difference between the Brooklyn Soul Cycle and the Upper East Side one, insofar as that when I was putting on my shoes, these boots, a woman said to me, "Oh my goodness, those are so cute. Whose boots are those?" As opposed to where did you buy those boots? So, oh, oh. and I said, and I said, what? Uh, oh, yeah, they're Chanel. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> so that was a nice compliment. And then she said, I look very mod. So. Oh wow. Okay. A and you, you got a membership from the Soul Cycle? It's not really a membership. You buy like packages, but um, but yeah, it's great. Like wait, you so you go go so many times a month? Um, yeah, yeah you can buy like multiple packages. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and they turn the the heat up in the room. No, oh, okay. no, they have fans. Right. Yeah. Someone was telling me they turn the heat up a little bit. Like yeah, it's from hot. Soul that's Cycle. Hot, that's hot what? yoga. I've never been to Soul Cycle. Soul Cycle is great. It's I'm like not you're going in a to club, Cycle. but like you have. Uh, and do you have a Peloton there. bike at home? I don't. Oh shit! I thought you were gonna say you do. I was like, oh my god, I, you're the real deal. She teaches a Peloton class three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you, I have a dance background, so I do a lot of like Pilates and whatnot. And do you ride city bikes? No. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Okay. Okay. Neil. I covered all the bike stuff. Neil, my thing. I def today. I mean, I I guess would have to be coming over here with the old dreaded cab crash. Into a crash, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I got into the cab. You never I, see that. I got into a wreck in the cab. Don't and you then, have to give a statement if you get into a crash in a cab? Well, he's picking up this, the lady that the guy and the guy's picking up a lady. He cuts in front. My cab hits him from behind. He hops out of his car. I thought the other cab was guilty. Mm-hmm. So the mom and the kid go against my cab driver. Right. So then I have to stand up for my cab driver. What? And I'm like, I don't think so. I think you guys were wrong. So it's my cab against this other lady and the kid. And then these two cabbies, both from uh, probably India, start really arguing and kind of in their kind of go off script a little bit. And then they really start cursing at each other. And then the lady with the kid goes, I'm out of here. There's a kid here. And she got pissed at him and wow. she left him. And it they was were arguing a different language. No, but I'm stuck in the back of my cab. I just think that my guy's going to keep going. I'm like waiting. And then, and then he doesn't turn to me ever and go, sir, you have to get out. I, nothing. I just open the door and walk off. I'm like, I guess you're not going. He's yeah. like, that's right. And then I just walked off. No, no. Because yeah. I, I was just sitting in the back waiting for him to like right. release to, me. They have to wait for the cops. Don't, don't you have to give a statement No, they were the just arguing. I wasn't going to wait for the cops. I got out of there. I mean, it took me a while to get out of there, but I got out of there. Anyways, that's so New this York, is a New good York thing story. or a bad thing of the week. That's just a New York. Yeah, I, I think it's a New York New good York thing. Story. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's rare that I've been in a cab. I mean, I, they're always arguing with each other yeah. on the street. You know how they're always rolling right. down their window. That's part of the job. <laughs> but I've never had a side with my. I usually do. I guess it's my team. So I went with team. You're only on the team for about thirty seconds. But I went. It's so funny how quick I rallied this guy. <laughs> 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 team Habib. Yeah. I'm yeah. like Habib Thanks. was right. <laughs> 
right. Jen Bagakis, thank you so much thank for you doing so this. Much. Thanks for having me. Uh, that was, was a really lot fun. of fun. We'll have to have you come back and yeah. talk about a million yeah, other things. Yeah, we got a lot more to cover. I have consumerism up the yin yang. Follow me on Instagram. Go ahead, tell us. Um, I'm at Jen underscore Bagakis on, uh, that's B-E-G-A-K-I-S on Instagram. Yep. We'll come with it. your A game. See you in Turkey. Yes. Dubai. Bye. Dubai. 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 D